Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real-life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. Today on the show, it's Interior Design 101. We talk to interior designer Tara Mimakakis about what it's like to work with a pro. We also learn what trends are hot, what her clients are dying to get rid of, and that awkward moment when you and your designer don't see eye to eye. And once again, that darn rooster shows up unannounced in the middle of the episode. Cock-a-doodle-doo. All that and more on today's show. Welcome home. Let's get right to our to-do list, Graham, which I think we actually have the same to-do list this week. Unpacking. Unpacking. Yes, we just got back from Austin midday yesterday. It was a great trip. I'd never been to Austin before. We ate a lot of Southwestern food. We were actually out there celebrating one of our dear friend's 40th birthday parties. And I don't know about you, Kirsten, but when the zero birthdays start coming up, you know, like 30, 40, I think you need a kind of separate light item in your family budget because the 40th birthday invitation are rolling in and everyone keeps saying things like let's go to Turks and Caicos you I know, know and <laughs> no, we can have a whole episode on the 40th birthday I know it's insane I mean it's crazy, it's crazy. But, but what did you think of Austin Oh, Austin's an amazing town. It's wonderful. I mean, you know, Asheville, North Carolina is my favorite East Coast kind of hippie town. I love the idea that it's keep Austin weird. Um, we went to something called the Cathedral of Junk, which was this gentleman. I have my picture taken with him, actually. And he has spent the past 30 years of his life making a gigantic tower of junk in Austin. Um, well, that is just, time well spent for that man. Time well spent, I'm telling you. A life you. well lived. Um, okay, <laughs> we're going to have to put a picture of that on Instagram because that just sounds just beautiful. Well, when we talk about our art collecting in a future um, episode, I was so excited to get a picture with him because he will be famous someday, posthumously. I think that's the right way to say it. And I think that getting your picture taken with him shows provenance um, if we ever got a piece of his junk. So I was pretty excited about that. Well, Austin gets a win. (laughs) Uh, Where have you been? I I went to the land of our future retirement. For everyone who doesn't know, Graham and I and then our other college roommates all have a plan to go straight up Golden Girls. Golden Um, Girls style. And we're all going to move to Florida. And I think Boca is on the list. Uh, My husband had a business trip and I got to tag along. So we went to Boca Raton, Florida. And it was awesome. I, I, but you know... You know that I love pastels. Pink is like my favorite color. I love palm trees. So I was in, I was in my place. It was is that really, that's Boca's pastels as well? Well, I mean, I kind of think Florida, of that I as feel like. Well, I mean, there's that Southern Florida. Well, yeah, I mean, no, well, nothing is Palm Beach. I mean, you know, Boca is my people from Long Island. I loved it. I love Palm Beach, too. I mean, nothing is Palm Beach. Palm Beach is my favorite place ever. But this was fun. This was a fun trip. And also, like, frankly, I could have been anywhere without my children and sleeping in. And it would have been amazing. It rained which was kind of a bummer, or, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, just sitting on the beach, it's just beautiful. So I loved it. I had a fun time. Oh, so. that's great. And then that's the thing. The one thing I always stress over is coming back to milk. I'm always thinking, how am I going to get milk in my refrigerator? And my mother-in-law does a pretty good job of usually stocking that for us. But I love those new mail order uh, grocery places. Like we have one called Shipped here in town, and they'll basically get the milk here for you. So when you go home, you have breakfast for the next day. It always kind of stresses me out to come home from a trip. No, for sure. I, I have the panic in the morning of like, we have no food for school lunches. So I'm with you. There we are. You. 
Yes. Kirsten, I think it's time for our weekly segment this week. And I think you are going to be introducing it for us, but I'm really pumped about it because it sounds crazy and fun. And okay. So here it it is. Here it is. This, this month's weekly segment, every month, every week we have a different segment. So this one is mailbox money. Now here is how the game is played. You have a distant relative who you didn't even know existed, who has now sadly passed away and left you a fortune. But you get an undisclosed amount of money. It's different every month with instructions that you have to spend it on one area of your home. So obviously this relative was also crazy. So we have a, a we have two piles in front of me. One is different amounts of money ranging from $5, 20 $100, $10,000, $1,000, $50,000, all crazy amounts of money. And then a list and then the other pile is things around our house so this could be outdoor living this could be home improvement or that would be too unspecific it could be hardware upgrades it would be uh kitchen appliances gourmet food we don't know so are we ready to pull and i'm doing this live i promise i don't know what it's going to be so i'm, I'm nervous okay so you're going to give me the amount that i have and the area of the house that i have to spend it right now you can't okay. research too. you got to spend the money money right away this was in the crazy crazy will okay okay and you, you gotta spend it all you huh. get ten thousand dollars good work graham okay Whoa, that's a lot of mailbox money this, I is, know. this is a very i'm sad i didn't get to know this relative sooner i know they were they okay. were crazy and you have to spend it on kitchen accessories 10 g's bling bling okay totally number one i'm going sub-zero wine fridge right that'll run me about thirty five hundred dollars. it doesn't say appliances are we gonna let you do appliances it says accessories accessories oh like little things for the kitchen okay holders okay backing up i need new pots and pans oh i love this so basically we've been married going on what 13 years now everything broke down at about year 11 you know or they say the seven year itch i think it was more like the 11 year itch or more like the 11-year rust in my family. Totally. Um, the, Everything the knives. holes. Exactly. I'm with you. Right. So here's what we need. We got to go. We need to, honestly, I need to restock the kitchen party. Would anyone do that to celebrate the fact that we've stayed married, stayed together? Like, would anyone let me re-register? I need new knives. I need new pots and pans. I definitely need new pot holders. Ooh, my pot holders. They have a well-oiled patina on them. Um, we've lost a lot of our everyday salad plates. I'd have to go back on those. And I would say, oh, juice glasses. Man, we might as well just throw those against the wall, Greek style, because we break about a juice glass a day. So would that get me to 10 grand? I, I think you could do it if you were starting from scratch and just doing everything over. Yeah, I think you and you do and you do good stuff too. So that'd be that'd be the good part about it. Okay, yeah. I I'm glad you brought up the wedding stuff because you're right. I've been married 12 years and everything like our knife collection is a joke now. So I would get all new top of the line knives. Mm-hmm. And then also I've always wanted like the Spode blue and white. I think it's called Blue Room or Blue Italian set. I would get those blue. I think they're the ones your mom has. I love your mom's dishes, her everyday dishes. Mm -hmm. I would get the Spode blue and white dishes. And I think I'm with you. I would get I would get copper pans. Ooh, copper. That's nice. Which are, you know, yeah. my parents have a ton of copper pans and they hang them on the way down, going down to our basement. But the only thing you have to be careful of is when the copper, when the interior wears down, it becomes poisonous. Um, and so you have to make sure, yeah, it's really, it's really serious stuff. And so you have oh, to make sure Beauty isn't have, easy. I know they have some old copper pans. And so you have to, um, 
make sure that they're continually refinished and that you don't have any kind of holes of wear. Okay, well, I put time. aside some of this $10,000 for copper refinishing. For maintenance, maintenance yeah, copper, copper maintenance. maintenance. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Well, um, I well, like this game. This is fun. This will be a fun game to play. Yeah, that's fun. mail. That's a lot of mailbox money. I feel very, we started off with some serious mailbox money. I'm excited to see what happens when I get like five bucks because honestly, sometimes I'm just as excited with $5 to spend as I am 10000 Nah, that's not true. Um, but I want to thank <laughs> no, I do our need listeners. a new lemon juicer because mine is missing. If right, all those it. kooky little things, yeah. yeah. Um, or the fact that I'm still basting with one of those old school bristle brushes, bristle brushes, bristle brushes, bristle brushes, bristle brushes. Um, you know, those old little brushes that you use. And I think everyone's kind of moved to Teflon. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the silicone baste. ones. Yeah, a silicone or a basting brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can get those at the dollar store. I have like three that I got at the dollar store. Score. You could get right. 10,000 of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I need. Moving on. We want to thank our listeners because when we asked you back on episode 67 about the double appliance question, we had a ton of people write in. And I have to say, Kirsten and I were a little bit surprised because you all love your double appliances. You gave us great uses for them. We even had one writer write in and talk about an apartment that she moved into in England that had a kosher kitchen. And because of that, it required uh, two appliances or different, they had um, kind of two refrigerators. And it was just a really, we've got some really thoughtful responses. So we are excited to hear from you. Yes, and, and people loved them. People voted right. yes on the double appliances. And today no we one have- who said they didn't love it. Yeah, everyone loves double appliances um, and that they're very useful and handy and that they kind of the problems that I foresaw in getting double appliances kind of solve themselves. That makes sense. But today we have a wonderful interior designer on and I would like to Kirsten, you think we should ask a question of our listeners? Yes, we definitely should. So if you worked with a professional designer, we want to know what your experience was like. Did you do it? Was it was it something that you would do again? Are you still friends afterwards? Were you friends to begin with? Um, We just we're dying to hear how it how works in real life to work with an interior designer or an interior decorator. So please give us an email at hello at thehomehour.com. Um, of course, once again, while we're bringing it up, you can find us at thehomehour.com is our website. And we're also on Instagram at thehomehour. All right, let's move in. Let's intro Tara Mimakakis of Mimakakis Designs. Tara is an interior designer, which you'll learn today in our interview is a little bit different from an interior decorator, but we tried to get a little nitty gritty with Tara. She's wonderful, very friendly, answered our questions. Basically, when do you call one in? Are they expensive? Do you do your whole house with one? Do you just use an interior designer for a whole room? How do they work with your architect? So let's get right into it. Welcome, Tara. And now we're live with Tara, Tara Mimikakis from Mimikakis Designs. Tara Mimikakis Designs, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Hi, Tara. Um, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to help educate our listeners and, frankly, the hosts as well. Um, because I think this is something that is a little bit confusing. Like, let's just start off with the big basics right here. Um, designer decorator what's the difference and then also let me throw in another one i keep hearing about stylists what is a stylist like where who are all these people and where do you fit in okay um a designer is by kind of i guess legal terms um has completed a four-year program at a university that's accredited we have um completed a set amount of hours and taken a test to become licensed We try to focus on the health, safety, and welfare of kind of the general public, commercially, residentially. Um, We try to integrate spaces, you know, to 
the homeowner, um, just the inhabitant in a hospital, you know, kind of any any environment. Um, we specialize in code regulations, making sure that we are, you know, following everything kind of to the T, but designing your space to kind of fit you and your personality or your business or different things like that. Um, I would say probably a decorator is somebody who comes in more so to a finished space that a designer or an architect has done. Um, and then kind of spruces it up, fluffs it up, does artwork, pictures, curtains. Okay, um, so just so I'm clear. Like so that. when you have, so this sounds very technical. So a designer is someone like tell me if you're working in a home and you're doing the interior design versus the interior decor how is that mm -hmm. different like what specifically are you are you designing the wainscoting are you designing the cabinetry or is that what the architect's doing how do those blend together those are typically what i do so i specialize a little bit more in interior architectural services if you will um, there are architects, of course, that do that. There are decorators that do different things like that. So I don't know. The line is... It, it sounds it pretty blurry. Okay, so I'm it not is. totally confused by being totally confused. It's people no, no, no. Okay. It is, but technically, by definition, so say we are working on your house, for instance, or one of your houses. We would come in and an architect would kind of design your exterior building, your outside shell, and we would work together. And I would come in and I would do the interior architectural components. So that would be the wainscoting, that would be the cabinets, that would be the archways, the built-ins, um, bathrooms, and then it goes all the way down to the finishes of what those are, the hardware, etc. And then some designers, not all, um, I am one of them. I love to finish out the space. So I love to decorate the space after I've designed it. It's kind of like putting the icing and the cherry on top of your Sunday. Um, and then some designers don't want to do that. So that's when they you would come in and hire a decorator kind of per se. So super interesting. Yeah, no, that does help. So it's, okay. it's some designers also decorate and some are like, no, yes. I'm out. Okay. Yeah. And then some designers prefer to not do a lot of the architectural nitty gritty. They don't want to get in and do the drawing. So they just want to come in and kind of tell someone else to do it, I guess. That's well. really interesting. Hmm. So do you, you actually, you were saying you have to have a four-year degree. So this is like, you have to have a license to be an interior designer. Yes. To actually call yourself legally, there's, there's different requirements in every state. Alabama is one. To call yourself an interior designer, you have to have taken an exam called the NCIDQ um, and passed that and, you know, I guess officially call yourself an interior designer. I like states that are tough on their interior designers. I like that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so no, really, really calling complete, yourself a designer. <laughs> yeah. And we have to complete so many hours of continuing education to make sure we're always the most up to date on trends, codes regulatory information, sustainability. But that's a really neat information because you're talking about codes. And I think that's something that someone pointed out the other day to me was, you know, you might take on a remodel in your home. And then because of code restrictions these days, the codes require you to bring the whole house up to code when you start doing mm -hmm. a demolition. So it's important to be able to work with a designer and or an architect that is able to kind of make that 
transcendent move with you, right? Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden, all the windows, because you're just because you're redoing your great room and your windows need to be replaced, you might actually end up having to replace all the windows in your house, or right, or the electrical system, or something like that, right? Yes. Okay, See, and that's that. That was with. our big problem in our remodel because I really realized I wanted like secret passageways and these like skinny windows, and my contractor was finally like, "You want a house built in the 1700s when there were no codes?" And now that's not going to fly. Um, so yeah, that is the not fun part, but I guess it is important so no one dies in a fire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. And Makes sense. And then stylist, I guess to say, I do have a couple of friends that are stylists. Um, they're more so fashion stylists. Um, but I have some friends who are photo shoot stylists as well. So like if we're getting ready to photograph a big building that we just completed or a house, they, you know, will come in and, and stage everything. They'll put cupcakes out. They'll put, you know, plants or different things. They're just really good at looking at something from the eye of whatever you're trying to achieve that day, whether it be a, a photograph or an outfit or a vignette. Um, does that make sense? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Hmm. Yes. Because I feel like, yeah, sometimes stylists, it can look like almost like a model home, but maybe that's mm -hmm. sort of the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's the kind of stuff they want to come in and do. They don't want to tackle a whole house per se, but they have a business where they're kind of, you know, a traveling decorator essentially, um, where they're going from one model to the next and staging it. Or they'll come in and stage something for, uh, a renovation or to put your house up on the market and they might know things like put cookies in your oven um, to make the house smell warm and cozy you know and different things like that so they specialize I think in areas like that versus you might not necessarily want to pay me to come in and, and do that service got it okay so obviously I did a whole house project I'm not sure if you knew that but I did a whole house remodel but not everyone listening is obviously thinking a big construction project or even a mm -hmm. small little construction project so let's talk um, about people whose houses are already done mm -hmm. so how just out of curiosity like what are you getting calls about most like are people saying I want to redo all the the fabrics in my bedroom or I want to add some architecture elements or do people ask you about paint like what do you think the most common calls you get are for that type of service, it's really like, hey, I really just want to freshen my house up. Like, what can we do? And a lot of times it's, you know, let's just paint. Paint's so inexpensive. It's easy. It's done, you know, in a couple of days. So it's, you know, we'll, we might reselect paint colors for the whole house. We might kind of design a seasonal pillow scheme. We might move artwork around, um, you know, just kind of doing a little fluff and refresh in a way that's not going to break the bank. I love that, a seasonal pillow scheme. So really, I mean, I feel like Tara, you do it all. I mean, Tara has designed basically mega churches all over the country down to residential projects. So really we've brought in kind of a jack of all trades and you feel like you're getting the, people are doing seasonal spruce ups. That's a common thing for you? Yeah, well, it's just an idea I kind of have to help people not feel like their home is kind of stagnant. Um, I try to design obviously to each person's individual taste, and I'm sure we'll probably get into that a little bit later, but um, I like to try to choose classic elements if we're choosing, you know, if we're purchasing furniture or different things, something that's going to stand more of a test of time. Oh, you're but, talking you know, to the right people, Kirsten, and I love classic elements. Yeah, okay. You can, you know, add a pillow 
that makes the house feel bright and, you know, sunny. Okay, wait, I'm so sorry. Is there a plane landing behind you? There is a plane landing. I'm, we live close to the airport. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. Actually, this is one thing we probably need to talk to and mention. Um, one of the things, the reason that we met Tara and Nick, I'm sorry, I'm just jumping in here, is because Tara and Nick are, um, her husband Nick, are honestly, in a way, urban pioneers within the city of Birmingham. They live in a fantastic community called Norwood, which is located right outside of downtown Birmingham. And it is, um, it was kind of a once upper middle class um, Birmingham suburb that has definitely kind of seen a lot of shifting over the decades. But Tara and Nick are kind of the pioneers within the community. They're very well known and they have renovated multiple houses there. They're really kind of bringing it back to its heyday. It has a gorgeous, um, it has a gorgeous structure. It has a beautiful, prominent location within Birmingham. And I just think it's a really neat place. That's one of the things I that I love neighborhoods me. like that. Oh, those are so cool. And I love people who do that. I yeah, I mean, they are truly like intrepid as far as Birmingham goes, as far as what you're doing in the community. So, oh, and you're so sweet. Clearly good, good for people. commuting close to the airport. <laughs> That's It is. It takes me less than five minutes to there get there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I want to go back to something that you brought up a minute ago because um, I do want to talk about trends. And both Graham and I, we're really like not trendy people at all. We're both, um, we, well, we would describe our taste as timeless and classic. Um, however, I would say that both of us, our problem is we kind of can quickly fall into grandma-ish and outdated. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how do, you, how do you deal with someone like that? Who's like, yes, I wanna be traditional. This is not like a, a crazy jumper. I'm taking a fashion risk on. This is like my house. So, so how do you, um, you know, how do you do that? How do you work with someone who wants to be timeless and they want to, you know, buy really pieces that they can keep and then their kids will like, but also not get stale and not look like you're just moved into, you know, someone 40 or older, 40 years older than you, your house. I think it's, I mean, they're honestly my favorite projects to work on because it's, it's more fun to buy classic, beautiful pieces of, of furniture, you know, to go to antique shops like kind of mix and match I think a fun way to do it is you know let's let's do a room of a really fun wall covering that didn't cost a fortune that in 10 years if we decide oh we're done with that wall covering we put another one up or we take it down and we paint or a fun light fixture or again pillows you know different things like that that are easily changed but your permanent pieces you know can kind of stay in place Okay. It's, I kind of like that. Cool. It reminds me of when I was a child, like using color forms. I don't know if you ever played with those. There were those little things you can kind of switch around. It was like one girl and you could switch around her dress and you kind of mm-hmm. sketched over it. And I guess what you're saying maybe is you should, your house should have really good structural bones, but then, mm-hmm. you, you know, once the architecture is there, you can kind of flip out the colors and the paints and then it's almost just kind of like redressing. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's kind of, an unsaid rule, I guess, that people feel like every 10 years they need something. They need some sort of a refresh. Now, some people go in and do all out, you know, new furniture. They're constantly kind of shifting and, and doing that. And obviously those clients are great because they're ones that are, are constantly changing. Others just call and say, hey, look, it is. It's time for a refresh. Let, let's come in and see what we can do. Um, and then in that instance, a lot of times it is like what I said, let's change that fixture wallpaper. 
Okay, I like that too because that gives me permission because sometimes I walk into a room and I'm like, I'm so sick of this, but like I'm gonna need new couches, new chairs, new dining table, new, and then I just end up moving is what happens. <laughs> and I take, all my, <laughs> I take all my stuff with me, but I think you're right. I think I need to say, what can I change that's little? Maybe that's a good strategy. Well, so here's my question for you, Tara, because you're overly nice, nice to a fault, to a point, um, and you're just wonder- and so easy to work with. What do you do if you work with someone who has really bad taste? Or I've always wondered this because my grandmother was and is an interior designer as well, and she almost has this mantra of, well, my way or the highway. I mean, she knows what her, what she thinks looks good in her mind, and of course, I think it looks good because that's what I've been born and raised to know but what do you do when a client just has hideous taste and you've been hired to work with them well I mean most of the time this has probably only ever happened in in a handful of instances but I try really hard I think probably one of my gifts is is I really truly spend a lot of time trying to get to know my clients and I really want to create a space and a haven for them, whether it be their home, their office, anything that is truly representative of them. Um, and really, you know, there's, there's things that might not be my particular taste, but if somebody comes up with an idea that I think it is just truly not a good idea, I, I do draw, and I know a lot of designers don't necessarily. So I really try to draw and almost three-dimensionally represent what they're what they're asking or what they're saying they want, and then I might do a scheme of, of what I think. And then we look through it and we talk about, okay, why this may not work or it may not be the best possible solution. And a lot of times that really helps because they can see, oh, okay, wait, maybe you're right. Like maybe your idea does kind of fall into the bigger picture and kind of the overall. So I try to show people, I try not to tell them. Nobody wants to be told their ideas are bad and nobody, I don't ever want to make anyone feel badly. I tell Kirsten her ideas are bad every day. All the time. (laughs) And she's right at like 25% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you get to a point where you have a comfort level. I have clients that I've worked with for eight years that they can call me and be like, Tara, I really, really love this. And I'm like, "Uh, you really don't. And this is why, you know, but you, you, again, you, you find comfort levels. Um, and then if somebody really is adamant about something, you know, you, you do have to sometimes put your foot down and just say, look, you know, you've hired me for a reason. I am a professional. I have done this. Just trust me. And Mm -hmm. probably, you know, 98% of the time at the end of the project, they're like, okay, I'm really glad that we did this. And if there's 2% of the time that they're not, and we may go back and we may do what they wanted. And it may not, again, be what I necessarily thought was the best solution, but they're happy, and and sometimes you just kind of have to concede. Interesting. Aww. Okay, so can you give me an example of one time you just had to say, like, this is not something you're going to be happy with? Well, this is a silly example. Um, I mean, we, I have classic monstrous I guess architectural ones I could give but this one's just funny I had a client who we did this beautiful kitchen renovation for and spent a ton of money and we were going shopping for just the fun stuff like we were finishing it out about to photograph we're getting like tea towels and marbles you know cheese trays and silver and like you know different things to kind of stock the kitchen and she comes up with this gigantic huge hideous rooster 
yes. she was like, a rooster. I wanted, to, I wanted a rooster forever. I'm going to put it on the table. And I was like, oh, you're Tara, not. you could not be more timely. This is amazing. Our show, I think we have our new logo, is the rooster. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Cock-a-doodle-doo yeah. every episode. We just learned that roosters are exactly what you need in your kitchen. You've got to <laughs> keep going, Tara. Keep yeah. going. So I just was like, wait, I couldn't tell. I was just like, looked at her and I was like, are, wait, are you being serious? And she was like, I love roosters. I mean, I know you're probably not going to let me put this in this beautiful kitchen that we just finished. And I was like, um, and again, at that point, like we had been working together for about a year and I was just like, okay, well, um, I'm going to say no right now. We're going to put that away. We have a set budget. These are the things that you need. <laughs> and we're does not, not going to put it. that in the photograph. And she was like, are you going to be so mad at me if I come back and buy this? And I was like, what you do after I leave today? I don't have to know. But I was like, today, I'm going to have to say no on the giant rooster. <laughs> I love that. Okay, oh, so what, giant I, rooster. what I have learned is that for interior design purposes, this is only a couple episodes of our show. We've already learned so much. For interior design purposes, purposes roosters are a no. For feng shui purposes and the purposes of creating wealth, roosters are a yes. Graham, I hope Yes, and you know, a lot of people love roosters. And I will say, there are tasteful roosters. <laughs> this particular rooster was not one of them so <laughs> we did have the conversation that if she really wanted to integrate it that we would set out on the adventure of finding the right rooster but an that elegant one, rooster right. Right. So i was like I'll, I'll admit this i have a collection i think it's very important we'll do an episode on this at some point to collect things i think collections yeah. are a way to kind of keep your brain moving a way to stimulate yourself to get out to meet new people um a lot of older people seem to collect things i'm trying to enhance my collections but i think we learned i think we've learned you just don't you just don't buy the first rooster you find you don't buy the first rooster rooster. you don't know and if i could show a picture of this particular rooster you'd understand (laughs) (laughs) hysterical um okay so besides roosters what is hot right now like what is the trend your clients continue to just just everybody comes to and says i need x what is it that everyone is wanting right now shiplap still Wait, what? What is shiplap? You can't say things like, what is shiplap, Graham? No, I, I'm not saying it. I just didn't. <laughs> okay, fine. Maybe not everyone knows what shiplap is. I remember I am the, uh, I'm the question asker. Tell us what shiplap is again. Okay, shiplap is, it was found in a lot of older homes. Um, and I'm I'm trying to think what the show is called. There's a show it's, on HGTV. It is called Fixer Upper. And Fixer I know upper. this because I was on a plane yesterday for four and a half hours. And I watched about five episodes of Fixer Upper. Wait, hold and on. I Maybe I'm calling it different names. And again, names. my husband and I work together, so it, is this it's beadboard? very similar. No, it's like, hor- I can't believe you don't know what shiplap is, Graham. Well, it's basically is like four by eight, just white stacked um, board that goes all the way up the wall that is painted. You can do nice reveals. Again, it is a, a element that was found in homes yeah, I just call that horizontal board. Okay, shiplap. That's fine. And See, they, you know what? When I tell you that we have very traditional taste and we avoid trends, I think Graham just proved that that is true. <laughs> shiplap. This is like when you didn't it's know not what mahogany. Remember when you didn't know what a, what a zoodler was? Remember that? Graham oh, also don't. didn't know what zucchini noodles were. So sometimes she misses things. I miss a that's lot of stuff. So everyone went shiplap. And anything else? Anything else that's as hot as shiplap? I'm still trying to pull people away from the gray trend. 
Ooh, I respect that. You know, I mean, it's just, again, I haven't had many clients. And again, you know, you tend to, people interview you and they, you pair with kind of who you fit and connect with. And I, I don't know that I'm that designer necessarily. So I haven't had a ton of clients who, who've gone there, but yeah, every time people are like, I just want to paint my house like a whole nice shade of different grays. I'm like, oh, I may not be your person. Because right. a year, I think you're going to call me back. <laughs> do you, I know, and that's the thing, you do trend toward blues, which I love. <gasps> I um, was about to say that. I knew you'd love Tara. She does, she has a, a love of blue, just as I do. Mm. Okay, on the opposite side, yeah, what is so it that everyone is saying, you have got to come and help me get rid of this that I either bought in my house or I put up and now I cannot stand it? What is so over right now? Hmm. I don't know that I have anybody who has done that. Maybe because my last, a lot of my last projects have been more architecturally based where there are renovations. And a lot, and in that instance, it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot handle my kitchen or my bathroom, like let's gut it and redo it and, and bring it up. So probably kitchens and bathrooms on more of an architectural level. Right, um, and, and those are the things well. that, though, that too, like those are the things that, that age the quickest. Do you know what I mean? Like how often are you like, this living room is so dated as opposed to like this kitchen is so dated or this bathroom is so dated? Yeah, it really is kitchens and bathrooms. Mm. Okay, what about chalkboard paint? Are people as sick of it as I am? You know, I don't know that I've ever done chalkboard. Well, that's not true. I've done chalkboard paint in children's nurseries in a church, but I've never done chalkboard paint in a home. Mm. In a, that in seems a, fair. In a children's nurseries in a church. Like, that is a good spot for chalkboard I'll let paint. that slide. I'll let that slide. Yeah, what I think about, we'll give that a free pass. And and our barn doors here to stay because I loved that for about 30 seconds and then I was over it. Oh, no. I see. And again, I never loved that. But I I didn't love it either, but I want it to be nice. It's okay. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, my thing is, is I, again, I try to design a little bit more classically. So, right. And like I I said, my grandma wouldn't put a barn door in her house and I'm like a grandma. I've loved it at other people's houses. I just never, I don't, it just wouldn't fit with my style. Exactly. And see, I have a space for a barn door. I have a little, I have a small barn door dream, Kirsten, for all those barn door followers out there. I'm on your side. Okay. You would also love shiplap too, Graham. I'm sorry to tell you, but you're going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) And I have done shiplap. I will say I've done shiplap. And I might paint it gray. Can we, can we welcome Graham to 2010, everybody? (laughs) <laughs> That's like my favorite line. Welcome to the 90s, Mr. Bonks. <laughs> okay, Graham, are we ready for the lightning round? Is there I think we are we totally to ready, Kirsten. Okay, we're ready. Okay, Tara, are so, you ready? Yeah, all right. I'm Anybody, ready. Do we need to stretch? Okay, so here's how lightning round works. We all just go through really quickly and we answer these questions. Okay, if you could just have one. and we'll Who's going to go first? We're going to go Tara, Graham, Kirsten. Done. Okay, ready? Attic or basement? Basement. Basement. Attic. Do we not get to talk about why? It's yeah, okay, so why? Do we say why? why? Okay, why? Um, basement, because I'm terrified of tornadoes, and at least I'll live. Genius answer. I can't even top that. Kirsten? I'm worried in an attic she might get hit by one of these planes accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, actually, I changed my answer because... <laughs> 
I actually say basement because like I feel like it's much more kosher to lock your children in the basement than the attic. Oh, flowers <laughs> in the attic. Remember that movie that you'd always love? Exactly. You parties? can't do that. That's so like so scary. not appropriate. <gasps> like well, everyone down to the basement now. That right. sounds a lot more PC. Okay, we actually have a playroom attic here. Um, and you know, heating it or not heating it, uh, cooling it is really hard in Phoenix and a basement um, would be a lot easier to keep cool. Ooh, so a cool room. I like that. Okay. Well, not, no, just like air conditioned. Two. Okay. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Netflix. Just. Hulu. Okay. I think that's just nobody understands your answer, Kirsten. So we're going to say Tara and I win. <laughs> no, I can't. Maybe it's because I just don't have Hulu. So see, it's because I couldn't watch The Bachelorette without Hulu because I don't oh, have cable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, see, but we have Apple TV, and you can still download it on ABC on Apple TV. Yeah, Doug Kirsten, welcome to 2010. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all are a lot fancier than me. Yep, we are. So let's not judge. Grocery bags, paper or plastic? Paper. Oh, plastic. Paper. I know. Are you guys just saying that? No. No, like my husband would probably divorce me if he's a like major recycler. Oh, see, I know and that's so the right answer. So when I bring plastic home, I get a major lecture. I recycle is- my plastic. I take it back to Target and recycle it. Oh, you are I like I am so impressed with all of you. I think you've given the right answer, but I have two kittens and I need them for scooping cat litter. Oh, well then you're reusing them. In yeah, its you own are. special way. You're I know so it's horrible. Great. I know plastic's not the right answer, but I use them for wet bathing suits and I make my husband bring his lean cuisine to lunch in them and I just need plastic bags. <laughs> okay. I save I save all the vegetable bags and I pick up the dog stuff when oh. I take them on a walk. So Genius. Okay. I even recycle my uh, dry cleaning bags. I love, but recycling brings me joy. I love recycling. Okay. Blender or Crock-Pot? Ooh, blender. I'm a smoothie drinker. Both. No, that's not the, that's the, defeats the entire game, Graham. I can't do that. (laughs) Crock-Pot. Blender. Okay. It's the only, my kids eat so much kale thanks to my blender. And you blend it all up. Okay, eating island or kitchen table? Oh, I'm like, oh, that's so hard. I love an island, but I love a kitchen table and everyone sitting around the table talking. It's my best childhood memory. So I'm going to go table. Let's just do both. I mean, not like as my answer, but no, I'm talking about when we designed my house. Tara's helping me with that. (laughs) No, um, I say eating island. I like them. I think they're cool. I do. They are fun for kids. Um, I say eating island, and it's because I used to have an eating island and a kitchen table, and we never touched our dining room table. And by having just an island, if we want to get even the slightest bit fancy, we use our dining room table. So as a way to promote the dining room table, we ditch the kitchen table. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like it. Oh. Okay, last question. Oh, wait, wait, there's a choice there. Okay, no, no, no. I say, I'm sorry. I do say Eden or kitchen island for fast up and then formal dining table we don't have a kitchen table so yeah i'm with you on that look at that i, I converted the design wow okay conversion. i love it <laughs> last question appetizer or dessert oh dessert appetizer appetizer we know I that like kirsten's a major saltaholic um really? and so she likes anything with like 
a charcuterie board or a cheese or salty stuff. Tara, one year for my birthday, Graham got me um, a block of cheese and put candles in it. It was the best birthday cake I've ever had. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We sliced it up like it was cake and we just ate cheese. It was oh, sweetest. and cake is my weakness. I need to ha- I need to like cheese better. Mm, well, so you don't. Trust me, cheese could be a weakness too. But anyhow. Um, <laughs> well, Tara, we want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I think you beautifully answered and at least got us thinking in the right direction about how we can bring interior designers and interior decorators and even stylists into our homes. If anyone has any more questions for us or for Tara, you can definitely email us at hello at thehomehour.com. We've really enjoyed getting your emails. In fact, I'm excited to say we've gotten emails from listeners in London, France, and North Dakota, uh, just to name a few places. So it's been a real treat talking and emailing with everyone. And you can also find us at at the home hour on Instagram. Yeah, and also at our website, uh, www.homehour.com. And then Tara, can you give your website? Because honestly, I went on Tara's website and I went to live in every picture on it. And she's so cute too. You are so adorable. I love your shoes that you're wearing in it. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, yes, it's TaraMimikakisDesign.com. And that's a hard one. I don't know if you want me to spell but it. But we're going to link to all of this on the to, show notes. Yeah, it'll all yeah. be in the show notes. But you really should just go and, and kind of drool over this living room that I want to live in. So tell me, just tell me one quick question. Do, do the, does this person have children on this beautiful in this beautiful living room? They do, yes. <gasps> and they're, I will say they have one. Um and she was an infant when we started this project and i'm pretty sure that she loves and appreciates all things fabric and design she's now two and a half but she still will walk up to every single fabric that i ever bring her and she touches it and she's like beautiful and so she like really treasures everything that we selected because she was so integral in the process it was precious oh that's that's encouraging okay good we can have lovely design and children all right and a lot of those fabrics are performance you can bleach that sofa and it will not bleach out so there's that too Oh my gosh! Okay, so much to talk to you about. Well, thank you for being our guest. Well, let's link to that fabric as well, Graham. Yeah, (laughs) if you could send us that link, we'll put that on the show notes as well, Tara. Okay, awesome. Um, All right. Well, thank you so much, Tara, for being here, and um, thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys back here next week. And as the plan lanes, we'd like to say, welcome home. (laughs) Bye bye.